Hey, Mark. Hey, Dennis. Do we still need to remind people that we don't dispense legal advice on this podcast? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we probably do. There could be stupid people listening. Yeah. Yeah. No legal advice. Not at all. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, inappropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Howdy, Dennis. Hey, Mark. How are things? Things are pretty good. How are you? I'm good, but you sound different. Do I sound different? You sound different today. A little more nasally? No, actually a little less nasally. More clear. More clear. More more, more vibrant. Really? Really. I I mean, maybe I slept kind of well last night. (laughs) I think it could be our fancy new recording software. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. We have uh, made a major upgrade to uh, our studios, and we now have far superior, or at least so I'm told since in reality we haven't listened to this yet, but I'm told far superior recording software that should give our listeners a better listening experience. And it's named after an exploded Zeppelin. Yeah, it's called Hindenburg. It's cool. And guess where it comes from? Uh, Germany? Oddly enough, no. <laughs> it's Danish. Oh, Danish. Yeah, it's okay. Danish. Of course it is. That's yeah. where all the best sound software comes of from. Of course, from Denmark. So thanks, Denmark. <laughs> yeah, Dennis, Dennis has been making eyes at his computer screen. I'm in love with Hindenburg, <laughs> at least so far. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's been a couple of weeks in our time since we recorded, and, yeah. and Dennis has been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico. You've How, been to Chicago. And I've been to Chicago. Mexico was so much warmer than Chicago at one point. I would imagine so. I would imagine. It was very cold in Chicago. I would imagine. Uh, you had a good time in Mexico? Great time in Mexico. Yeah. I had a tamarind margarita. Oh, that sounds like, pretty good. Tamarindo. Yeah. You yeah. know, the tamarind, the, you know, delicious. Cool. Yeah. Never had a tamarind margarita before. No, I don't think I have either. Hey, nice cup, by the way. Oh, yes. I am. Drink- We're in my office today recording. Studio B. Studio B. And I just picked up my hostile work environment mug from which I am drinking tea. Oh, very nice. It also holds coffee. And vodka. And vodka. <laughs> but nothing else. That's it. No. No water. No soda. <laughs> no, screw water. Yeah. No. Coffee, tea, vodka. That's um, all we drink. An absinthe. Absinthe. It does hold absinthe very True. well. True. Yeah. Um, you know what else this week has been? What has it been? We talk about this a lot on this podcast. I'm just going to say. It, what, weather? Not weather. Thank weather God. does exist every week. Although we, we did just so, talk and, about weather in Chicago and Mexico. Tr- true. But, you know, it's, it was, it's a holiday this week. It is, in fact, a holiday for some of us. For some of us. Actually, it was a holiday on Sunday for others. For others as well, yes. Yeah. But as we record this, it's the last day of Passover. That is right. And I have done a poor job of observing this year. <laughs> yeah, Dennis well. has done the same job of observing, I think, but he does every, every year, year, which is not. Which is to make note of the fact that it's, it's Passover. Passover and, and then eat a fistful of bread. Yes. Very, um, very leavened, risen bread. Yes. And... I, I go back and forth. It depends on the year. It depends on my stress levels and my time and my abilities. Um, so, yes, clearly clearly the religious devotee sitting across from you 
of yeah. consistency. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not bringing this up in a vacuum. No. I, no, I'm Is not. this an intentional like lead-in to a story? Yeah, it's called a transition. Ooh, we're getting fancy here at the hostile work environment. Yes, and oh. I've got a couple of stories to talk about today. Okay. Um, Passover yeah. stories? Well, the first one Is relate- it a Haggadah? A Haggadah. Haggadah. Yeah, you can tell. Whatever. Do you want to now explain what a Haggadah is to our listeners? Do I have to? Well, you it brought is it the up. Story they're they're, they're going to Google it. At the Passover Seder that talks about why you have Passover in the first place. It's all about, right. like, you know, Moses and Israel. And Do you know what the word Seder actually means? I have no clue. Order. Order? Yes. As in, like, order in a restaurant? Like No, as in there's an order to things. Oh. Yeah, which actually and the makes Haggadah a lot of sense. is the book you read that has the order of the blessings and oh, yeah, readings right. and other things that you do as the Passover dinner, the Seder, is a very oh. ceremonial meal that mixes both blessings and some ritual and food and wine. And wine. Which makes it a pretty okay dinner in my book. At least the wine part. It's pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... This story came to me from my friend Jessica, oh. who sent it to me on Facebook yesterday. Found hi, it Jessica. On, hi, Jessica. Uh, found it on another friend of hers' Facebook page who posted it. Um, it's a little bit nonlinear storytelling compared to what we normally do, because I've had to piece this together from a bunch of different places. So That's fine. We've all watched Pulp Fiction. We know how that yes, works. Yes, yes. Um, uh, this is going to have a bit of a ling- language warning at the beginning. So Ooh, there favorites. will be a number of four-letter words throughout this first segment. Yiddish today. four-letter words? Hebrew four-letter words? English. English That's the language with, in which we are speaking now. Okay. And it is the language that we will continue to speak through this so podcast if that, today. If that might offend you or your children, now would be a time to switch over to, you know, this American life. Right. This is also... This American Life, but not from public radio. It just sounds like it. it well, oh, no. I mean, like, we're talking about Americans. Okay. And their lives. America. America. Um, so we've been kind of big on the hashtag HR shenanigans totally. on Twitter lately. On Twitter. This, yeah. is, this first segment, these two stories we're going to do, totally fit that mold. Nice. All, All right. right. So what Jessica sent me was uh, a link to a Reddit feed. Are you familiar with Reddit? Familiar with Reddit. It's basically, a website. It's got lots yeah, of stuff. Yes, it's a website. It's got lots of stuff. It's it's basically like an online conversation bulletin board, you yeah. know, broken up into different threads. Yeah, it's like uh, 4chan, but for adults. It, yes. Um, and this is in the, the Reddit sub uh, thread called Legal Advice. Okay. And here's the post. I'm Which, gonna, by the way, this is not... Oh, yes. Not legal advice. Maybe this time you'll remember to put that header at the beginning of the... Yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Edit that out. (laughs) Or not. All right. Um, The headline for this post... Dennis is cracking up over here. That almost never happens. We we, we don't edit anything. Yeah. Uh, The the heading for this post is um, tricked into eating something I don't eat at work. (laughs) Is, oh my god. Is this illegal slash a toxic work environment? Whoa. Okay. No, just you wait. Like this gets nuts. Okay. Oh my god. I'm I'm You're already. I'm already into it. All right. So now I'm gonna read the post. 
This is in Alabama. I'm really, really upset over all of this, so I'm sorry if it doesn't make sense. This happened last week, and it was only brought to my attention today. What I act, what I exactly, oh, sorry, what exactly I ate, and I'm a mess. My coworkers all cook a lot and bring in food for everyone. They all know I have food restrictions because I usually don't partake, which pisses most of them off because it's quote unquote rude. One girl brought in a pie and was very proud of herself saying that I could eat it. So I did because I'm a trusting idiot. Serves you right. (laughs) Yeah. My stomach was a wreck that night and the next day, but I'm pregnant. So I have weird stomach anyway. So I didn't connect the dots. There's been some other shit since, and I'm on even stricter rules right now. One of my coworkers was commenting on it all day after seeing me eat my sad work dinner and said outright that it isn't the end of the world if I eat the stuff I'm not supposed to because, quote, a lightning bolt won't come from heaven and kill you. Wow. Okay. I sort of gave her a look and she laughed and said, uh, and, and she laughed and said it didn't when I ate the pie and told me what was in it. So it being the lightning bolt did not come down and strike her when she ate the pie. And then she said what was in it. I'm so, so upset right now. I genuinely don't know what to do or say. They've ignored my wishes and been outright hostile before, but never like this. I went home crying last week over something else and filed with HR over it, but they didn't take it seriously. And this is just my breaking point. I'm not coming back after I have this baby, but is there something I can do legally? TLDR version, coworkers put something I don't eat into food and lied about it to me, saying they specifically made it safe for me. Now they've told me they did it to prove a point. Do I have legal recourse? Wow. Okay. So here's a couple of other facts that I'm going to just throw at you up front that I've gleaned from the rest of the conversation. Okay, fire away. Our employee is Jewish. Okay. Okay. She's also pregnant, which she said. Okay. It's also currently Passover. Correct. Um, baby showers and Jews. You ever hear anything about that? Baby showers and Jews? Like, as in Jewish, Jewish people don't like or do baby showers. To be honest, it's never even occurred to me. It literally has never occurred to me either. Um, so that is not part of my kind of religious knowledge or background of my own religion. Mine, yeah, same here. Um, But uh, enough people chimed in to say that baby showers are um, taboo in certain areas of uh, Judaism. Wow, okay. And that's going to play in here as well. She didn't talk about that specifically, but they threw her a baby shower knowing she didn't want one. Um, So kosher restrictions. What do you know about kosher restrictions? Don't eat pork, don't eat shellfish, don't mix meat and milk. Those are the big ones. And then it gets really complicated around and Passover. Passover. Right. And and I'm bringing that up because it is Passover as we talk. It's unclear to me through all of this whether Passover was the additional restriction she was talking about or or what else relates to it. But the, the, the things that I've heard in here about basic kosher practice. Right. So mostly about mixing meat and milk. Right. Um, pork. Um, that sort of stuff. Right. right. So also know that she had informed her coworkers of these restrictions. Right. Okay. So she posts this note on this uh, subreddit. Reddit. Yeah. Right. And 
I'm going to read you some of the next several pieces of comments that come out. I'm, I'm oh, no. picking through them here because there's hundreds of them. Wow. But I'm trying to pick to put together the narrative in a way that will not reveal too much too quickly. But this gets bananas. Oh, okay. Bananas and are kosher, however. They are kosher, both regularly and for Passover. Yes. Um, Banana bread, however, not kosher for Passover. Presumably not. Unless you use matzah meal. And you don't let it rise. And you don't let it rise. Which be is what really, matzah meal would do. Because there's be, no yeast. Would be lousy banana bread. Well, but whatever. Mo- most attempts to fake bread at Passover yeah, are true. pretty lousy. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's, let's, let's move on. So, the next comment that comes up. Wait. This is from a guy named... Uh, I'm going to assume it's a guy because the first part of it's Jim. Jim Rose says, Wait. Are you the person who is upset about the unwelcome work baby shower because baby showers are not consistent with your Jewish faith? Whoa. Whoa. Right now, I told you that that was a fact here. Yeah. That was not in the original post. Oh. She responds, right? And her name is Is This Toxic, which I think is Good fitting. name. She responds, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> a fitting response. Somebody else responds, I know this is shocking to me too, and I post here often, but it's actually really helpful to you. An admission by the opponent in a lawsuit is admissible against them. So the early post is something your attorney would very much like to see, I imagine. Whoa, totally. Okay, what's he talking about? Yeah. And then she says, wait, what? And then Jim Rose responds again, is this one of the prior incidents you're referring to? Again, referring back to the baby shower yeah. And she's like, how the fuck do you know this? That's what she writes. You're That's what she writes. I'm literally reading it word for word. Mark normally doesn't swear like this, folks. Yeah, on the air at least. All yeah. right. So she then says again, how the fuck do you know this? That happened last week and I went home crying and went to HR WTF. Wow. Somebody else then says, please take this thread and there's a link on this thread. To an attorney immediately, you have what appears to be a real hostile workplace claim. Interesting. Somebody else then says, I just recalled the text of the post in the comments for you. So this person then sends her another subreddit, a link to another subreddit. Oh, no. And is this toxic goes, holy shit, that's her. Oh, my God. So there's another subreddit, which is a sub feed, another conversation taking place on Reddit. In the same subreddit of legal advice. No way. Okay. So I've had to piece this other thread together because the original poster deleted much of it. Oh, so we've you can been able do that to, on Reddit? Yes. You can, oh. And so a lot, of, a lot of that individual's posts had been deleted, but some people had managed to get some screen captures and some other stuff. So there's, oh, nice. There's, I'm, I, I'll let you know where I think there's a gap, but okay. So now let's go to the other subreddit. Please do. This was posted a week earlier. Author's name is Work Weirdness. Title. Through an employee a baby shower, now being threatened with hostile work environment. What do I do? Whoa. A-L for Alabama. Yeah. In parentheses. And here's her post. So I'm in Alabama. I'm an assistant manager for a call center floor. 
One of my associates is generally standoffish and isn't super social, but I figured this was the this was because she has a different background from the rest of us. Mm. She is currently pregnant. She got even more cagey as it became obvious and got outright rude when people would ask her about it. We've thrown work baby showers for all the other girls, so we threw one for her. She was furious. She's now threatening to go after us for a hostile work environment. We should get our belt. Or we, we should. Every time, every time you say that, right? we should like, I'll edit in some sound some effects. Some sound effects, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, uh, claim, drinking game. Every time you say hostile game. Every time we say hostile work environment, if you're you listening to this at home in the evening. Yeah. Or in the car in the, in the car morning. In the morning. Really, yeah. whatever, yeah, that, whatever your jam really is. Really great know. advice there. Don't um, drive drunk. Uh, <laughs> um, claiming we acted in a way that was harassing because of her religion slash culture doesn't do baby sl- showers slash their bad luck. Does she have a leg to stand on or is she bluffing? That's the post. Wow. This is fascinating. So you've yeah. got alleged harasser and alleged harassee. Both asking for legal advice on the same situation. And somebody made the connection. And somebody put it together. Like, just think about that for a second. Like, yeah, no. It's, it's crazy. Crazy. It's nuts. All right. So, let's keep going. Please. Somebody else responds, or the first one of the first responses here. If you held an office social event regularly for other office workers, then you're fine. Refer any additional threats or complaints you receive directly to HR and do not respond or engage directly with this employee on the subject. Generally, however, it is polite to ask somebody if they would like to have a baby shower before doing it. I would agree with that. Yes. There's a lot of pretty good and some pretty bad advice throughout here. I'm going to skip around a little bit. But um, a pretty good discussion ensues. And that's what we're going to write. And now remember, this was posted before the other thread that I led us with. Right. Okay. Then there's a deleted post, so I don't know what she said. Okay, And then somebody responds to that deleted post and says, in that case, you might want to sit the team down and make it clear she wants to be left alone about it. Document the meeting. This will show you're taking her request seriously. Okay. Yeah. Work weirdness. Yeah. Our manager slash coworker says, her comments already happened months ago from when she told management she was pregnant. The shower was yesterday. Then somebody else responds, yeah, you can't change the past. From this point forward, you need to show you're taking her request seriously. She responds, right, but her issue is the baby shower because she says it was hostile and culturally insensitive. She's also gotten pissy about someone bringing breakfast for her and leaving it on her desk and other stuff too. I think she's just looking for a lawsuit. My worry is that she'll sue me personally or have me labeled as committing a hate crime or something. Somebody responds, Don't worry about either of those. Just sit the team down in a meeting and tell them that she doesn't want gifts or any sort of talk about the pregnancy. Keep minutes of the meeting and file it away. What gets people in trouble is when they continue doing stuff after being asked to stop. I think that's good advice. I think think a lot of the advice she's getting is very reasonable. I don't condone going to Reddit for legal advice. Right. So I'm I'm taking this more as like human resources, general. Right. yeah. Unlike us, occasionally, they have a disclaimer. Oh, they do. On the subreddit that says this is not to be construed as actual legal advice. Oh, wow. Okay. So she says, okay, I'll tell them. Will I get in trouble? Because she said in the past that she doesn't want any of this. It, what? Right. So now, what? now it's not just something new. She had already said she didn't want it. And, and you gave it to her anyway. Okay. 
then I'm just going to read this one because I thought it was funny. Somebody says, it's Alabama. You can be fired for being an Auburn fan. <laughs> Go Bama. What can happen and what is likely to happen are two different things. If you show you're trying to resolve her issues, HR will probably be okay with it. She probably annoys them as much as she does you. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know about yeah, that. That's I, I, where the Reddit legal advice starts to go a little south, maybe. Yeah, maybe but so. she then responds, so can we fire her for being an issue? She just doesn't fit into our office culture. Ooh. Does Reddit give a good response to that rather loaded No, question? that's where that sub-thread kind of comes to a close. Now, I'm going to have to back us out here because there's so many sub-threads of sub-threads here. Oof. Okay. She then responds to the to a prior question about whether the showers happened yet, and right, and she goes, she says uh, she's already gone to HR and they're investigating. Um, why would we ask? So that's about you know asking whether she'd like to have the baby shower first, right? So she says, why would we ask about that? It's supposed to be a surprise, and any normal person would be happy. So somebody very rightly highlights any normal person would be happy, and says. Don't say things like this around here. It doesn't help your case at all. No, very true. Okay. She responds, the employee is claiming we weren't respecting her wishes and we were disrespecting her religion slash culture. And somebody responds, some people love surprises. Some people don't. If you're going to force surprises on people, sooner or later, you may run into someone who has a legitimate legal claim against you as a result. For example, someone who has requested accommodation for PTSD with HR. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Work weirdness responds, it wasn't a surprise. She knew we were doing it because we do it for everyone. No, I'm not buying. If you've said you don't want Mm, that. Yeah. And. Yeah. She did say something, but apparently everything, all caps, is disrespectful to her religion slash culture, from baby showers to pizza. (laughs) Well, pepperoni pizza, yeah. The whole meat and milk thing. Yes. Applies to cheese. It applies to cheese. And cured meats. So, hint there, right? So, then somebody responds, one of the same people who's been going back and forth with her here. Your posts in this thread are starting to suggest that you do, in fact, have something against this employee and her religion slash culture. If you wanted to help her build a legal case against you and your employer, this is exactly how you'd start. (laughs) You don't have a right to force a party on someone. Oh, God, no. She responds, I don't have anything against her religion. I just want her to participate in office culture like anyone else. Mm. Response, you can't and shouldn't force her to. So let's back out a little bit on the subthread again. Yeah. Somebody highlights where she says everything is disrespectful to her religion slash culture from baby showers to pizza. And this person says, are you giving her a hard time about keeping kosher? (laughs) Somebody gets it. What other incidents have come up that have been offensive to her culture? I'm getting the sense that this might be part of a larger pattern on your part and actually maybe a hostile work environment. Ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. ding. (laughs) Take a drink. Yeah, take a drink. Uh, she then responds. Thank you. Great sound effects. Um, that was LaCroix, by the way. Yeah. But I didn't drink it out of a hostile work environment. Ding, 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 mug. So it's, you know. Fair enough. Keeping kosher on the mug. That's mug kosher. Mug kosher. Tea, coffee, absinthe, vodka. Nothing else. Nothing else. I can't put the LaCroix into my. You cannot. Okay. Then you would not be able to drink out of that mug again. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> or you'd have to wash it first. I'm not sure which. I'll have to consult a rabbi on yes, that. Yes, please do. All right. So one, she then responds. One girl brought in a breakfast quiche and put a slice on everyone's desk. The employee threw a fit. We have pizza parties for birthdays and baby showers. The employee refuses to participate. She takes off for random days citing religion, but they're actually, sorry, but they're different every time. And she doesn't take off for ones that actually are days in her religion. So we've talked about that before, right? In prior episodes. Believe so. What holiday you choose to take off is, you know, may your or business, may not perhaps. be. Yeah. But you shouldn't be making your opinions based on that when you probably know very little about the religion. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward a bit because otherwise we'll be here all day reading these comments. And yeah. Can't do that. Somebody else says, I'm not aware of any religion or culture that does not permit you to celebrate the impending birth of a baby. What a stupid thing for somebody to say. <laughs> if she doesn't want a baby shower, fine. But whatever. Fine, whatever. But to blame it on her religion or culture is insulting to people who are actually harassed because of their religion or culture. I tell her you won't talk to her about it and go to, and to go to HR if she wants to file a complaint. All right. Hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with the beginning of that, but no, but yeah. Okay. Then response Jew here. <laughs> That's how they begin it. Yes. Like Jew, Jew here. here. Uh, raising my hand. Jew here. Right. So uh, we don't do that. It's super bad luck. Huh. I don't even go to Goyesha baby showers. Wow. You uh, want to translate that for the Goyish? Non-Jewish right. baby showers. Uh, shit freaks me out. Yes, it's superstition, but it's pretty deeply ingrained in more traditional populations, which I guess pegs both of us as <laughs> not more traditional, right? So, um, And there's a whole bunch of like, wow, good to know. We, we didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right. So then... Backing up to the comment before that about not being aware, right? Somebody saying, I'm not aware of any culture that would not permit a baby shower. Yeah. She responds to that further down and says, exactly. She's claiming we're anti-Semitic and insensitive, but she's just being rude about us wanting to celebrate with her. And she went to HR. That's my problem. Ooh. Certain little five-syllable word that that starts to rest smack right. of just a little bit. Right. Rhymes with mealitation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we script this out in yes, advance. Yes, that was... That you was, can tell. That, that's top flight yeah. HWE yeah. podcast right I've there. I've been All workshopping right. that one. That's for, good. I'm really you know, glad. Going to open mics, trying it out. <laughs> you know. Saving it up for this. this So so somebody else then says, you know, stop trying to convince you you are only trying to be nice. Insisting you're only trying to celebrate when the fact of celebrating makes her uncomfortable for culturally specific reasons means you're being insensitive. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Which I thought was an interesting comment. That's an interesting comment. But her response to it is the golden comment. Oh, yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> There's no reason people should get in trouble for being nice. Normal people say thank you oh, when someone God. throws a party for them or brings in breakfast or brings pizza. They don't throw a little fit and go to HR. The road to hell is full of people like her who are rude and don't appreciate the work others do, f- do for them. Response, because Judaism isn't a real religion and they should totally fuck 
fuck their religion because we're trying to be nice. Now I see why she went to HR. You sound like a real peach to work with. (laughs) And then she says, there are other Jews in my office. This is a her problem, not a Jew problem. Wow. So I think some some bias maybe it's starting to come through. It's starting to creep in just a little bit. So then there's a more back and forth. I'm going to read this real quick. So the key, somebody else says, the key is that you weren't being nice. You were being blatantly rude and insensitive by ignoring her wishes. That's the exact opposite of nice. And she says, isn't being rude and insensitive, isn't she being rude and insensitive by throwing a fit when we're just trying to include her? Then somebody else responds from one of our prior comments, hate to break it to you, but I think you're an (laughs) anti-Semite. And I think that person just titled our episode. (laughs) She responds and says, there are Jews in my office who don't do this shit. My issue is with her, not her religion. That person then responds, do you mean the good ones? Oh, no. Oh, no. And she responds, no, I mean people who participate in office culture and don't throw fits at every little thing. Response, once again, you're not helping yourself. (laughs) Nope. It is very easy for us to be blind to the built-in biases of the social environments we live in and create. You are seeking to retaliate against someone because they are different. She may have a bad attitude, but she has the right to her religious beliefs. Totally. So that's where I'm going to take my leave of that thread. And we're going to go back very briefly to the first thread. Oh, so this is the thread that was begun by our Jewish friend. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now everybody's like comparing between these two stories. Well, yeah. Right? And so somebody responds to our our victim here. I'm going to call her victim in this case. Sure. Um, what your coworker did was very unkind and maybe illegal, but is unlikely to be actionable. First, you're probably thinking about the phrase hostile work environment. Ding, 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 ding. Chug, chug, chug. Which has a very specific legal meaning that's different from how it sounds. It's basically a pattern of repeated legally discriminatory conduct that makes it impossible for you to do your job. Can I ask a little about the food restrictions? Is it medical, allergies and tolerance, or ethical, meat, or religious, or preference? None of these make it ethically okay for her to pull that stunt, but they could make a legal difference. They could. She responds, it is exactly that. I am kosher. Not super kosher, but I don't eat pork or shellfish or mix milk and meat. Right. She made a lard pie crust and swore it was butter. I've Mm. gone to HR multiple times. The only time they did anything is when my manager wrote me up for covering my hair. What? So, and we believe the manager is our poster from the other post. Oh, we do. Somebody responds, yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy referring to the other, the poster on the other post was complaining about how you're not eating pizza was somehow a problem for morale or something. And then she said, yeah, because I don't participate in the office culture of eating pepperoni pizza as a certain co-host of mine called before he knew about any of this. Swami Dennis right here and his amazing mental powers kind of figured that one out. Uh, And then. The guy who actually made the connection of between the two threads in the first place says, yeah, that's when it became clear that the baby shower thing wasn't just a misunderstanding. It was part of a pattern or be, a pattern of behavior. 
otherwise known as a hostile work environment. Ding, 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 ding. Right. And then she said she also wrote me up for covering my hair. Somebody else says, yeah, this is starting to look and sound like textbook hostile work environment. I'm super sorry this is happening to you. Right. And for our non-Jewish listeners, women covering their hair is a Jewish practice amongst certain of the more conservative and orthodox strains. So I have the number one question that comes to my mind after thinking through all of this. Yes, what? Who knew there was more than one Jewish person in Alabama? I I was thinking (laughs) the same thing. Because I don't really think of that as a... I mean, as, as I mean a, obviously I'm exaggerating, but like... A hotbed of Judaism. They say from Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Well, well, um, yeah, I... I'm just fascinated. The yeah. whole thing is crazy, right? It's totally crazy. Gosh. So what do you think? So, I think so many things. I mean, first off, it is a incredibly valuable lesson in why we don't go to an open internet chat and start yakking about our potential legal cases. It also is a, is a great reminder for lawyers out there. When you're defending a case like this or prosecuting a case like this, ask the other side, have you talked about this anywhere, including the internet? Because all of that stuff is totally discoverable. Oh, yep. my God. It's a treasure trove of admissions. It, I mean, this is a case that the company settles real fast, I oh. have to imagine. Oh, totally. If they have anybody in charge that's not an anti-Semite or an idiot. Right. The other thing that I think, or one other thing that I'd say which, which fascinates me about this is that when she originally posted that, the, the, the manager originally posted her worried post. yeah. People came to her defense, right? People thought it was oh, a loop, yeah. right? Because as framed, it, starts to, sound it like, starts to sound like we have a problem employee. And what my response, like my sort of like gut reaction as you were reading that was here is somebody who is looking for the echo chamber. Mm-hmm. And when they didn't get the echo chamber, they got all but heard about it. Right. And even, I mean, it started out, I didn't read all these comments. There were some echoey, chambery kind of comments at the beginning, but well, then people started asking some questions. And I figured since both internet and Alabama, there'd be a whole bunch of like anti-Semitic commentary and stuff like that. There was which, some that was deleted bef- out, of the th- out of the thread, which I did not see at any point, but I saw lots of deleted comments. And that and, might be where And moderators saying, we're closing the thread down because... Things are getting a little heated oh, on the okay. anti-Semite yeah. front. Because Reddit, being a responsible type thing, actually does self-edit. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. But what was interesting to me is that she could she could present the situation in such a way. Putting aside the fact that it's public. Like if you're an employer and somebody comes to you and they say, we have this problem. Right. There's a tendency to believe the manager as the employer. Oh, yeah. And say, oh, man, like, what a problem employee. And we deal with this as lawyers all the time time. where you've got a client of a certain sophistication level where they know that they've probably screwed something up, but they don't want to go to a lawyer and admit, hey, I screwed screwed something up up and I need your help. So they give the lawyer incomplete information. Exactly. And then we give bad advice. And then we give bad advice because garbage in, garbage out. Right. Right. Which is why I'm always going on here. Always. Right. And this is this is a lesson for us employment lawyers. And for the HR professionals who conduct investigations, ask the next question. Exactly. Ask the next question. Which in this case was what? Oh, well, I mean, it could be something different in every case. But here, well, yeah. here it's, well, 
why? Why? Exactly. Right? Like, why do you think she's upset about it? Like, what? Like, yeah. Because she doesn't mention anything about her religion in the original post. No. And in fact, the way the post read, I thought this was going a completely different direction. I thought she was going to have, like, a gluten allergy. Right. You know, she'd be, be totally or lactose right? intolerant or something, right? You know, and I was like, oh, it could be a potential disability discrimination claim going on here. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought that was modern employment issue playing out in the public sphere in and real exactly time. what we talk about on this podcast every and week. It's so it's so every like that epitomizes what we what we're doing here. Oh my god, exactly. Anyway, I'm still like, oh my god, that was crazy like when she sent my Jessica sent that to me yesterday. All right. Wow. Brilliant. Let me let me read you another story. Okay. We got time. I don't, know how, I don't know how we're doing this. This is time. a podcast. Yeah, it's right? not like, like there's anybody going to like come and cut us off. Right. So I think you saw this one this week. So Maybe. Um, but I'm not sure that most of our listeners did. So there's this guy named Zach Toscani. Yeah. Okay. He is a comedian and writer based out of L.A. Okay. And he also works in an office like because he has a real day job. Okay. Okay. And he posted the most epic workplace Twitter thread I've ever seen this past week. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Okay. So I'm just going to read through the thread. It's just a great story. And then I've got a question. Oh, okay. Okay. Go for it. So this is me taking like 50 tweets and just putting them into a narrative. Okay. Okay. Coworker got his lunch stolen and they've agreed to let him watch the security camera tape. This is the most excited I've been at any job ever. Ever. Okay. Then he says, the lunch in question was shrimp fried rice, which means this escalates from a misdemeanor to felony. No doubt. No doubt. (laughs) Case facts. Lunch was in fridge for less than an hour before it vanished. No No shrimp smell remnants in the microwave or kitchen area. This was a professional hit. No doubt. (laughs) Next tweet. Holy shit. He's back. He watched the tape. He knows who did it. So the man whose lunch was stolen sits across from me. The person who stole his lunch sits right next to me. Oh, my God. She left for the day before the investigation started. According to the video, this psychopath didn't even eat the food. What'd she do? She took it out of the fridge and threw it and buried it in the trash. Her motives remain completely unknown. In lieu of, right, he's doing this like real time. Like, right. Yeah. So people are following Twitter. this through the day, right? Yeah. So uh, her motives remain completely unknown. In lieu of what he saw on the tape, I think that he means in light of what he saw on the tape, he's right. decided to not press the matter anymore. I can't say I blame him. We don't know what this woman's fake fully capable of. <laughs> Points to clarify. He, brought, he bought the shrimp fried rice about 11.30 a.m., carry out, and put it in the fridge to, ch- to chill until he takes lunch at noon. So she had exactly a 30-minute window of time to do what she did. There was no intention of microwaving the food. Update. Okay, so when Dude watched the video with HR, they asked, what do you want to do about it? He told them he was solely interested in who did it and that he didn't want to be responsible for someone getting fired. After charges were dropped, HR sent a company-wide email about not stealing people's lunches. She is scheduled to arrive at work in 20 minutes. My blood is on cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) She has walked into the room, and the room 
is dead silent. Dead fucking silent. Yet there is a palpable explosive energy pulsing through everyone but her. Mm. From the moment she walked in, I've just been staring at her. Watched her open her email, and now she clicked on the goddamn HR email. Holy fuck, strap in. Here we go. (laughs) I can't move. I simply cannot move. Anything could happen right now. Then he starts his next tweet with four exclamation points. After seeing the HR email, she says out loud, Whoa, someone stole a lunch? Who would do something like that? (laughs) I wonder. Three exclamation points. I may have to run out of this room. After she said that, Shrimp Guy responds, Well, yeah, it's not okay to throw someone's food away. We're all about to start screaming. This shit's about to get crazier. Yeah. After that, he says, so after he says that, she goes, oh, it was your lunch? Beat. She continues. Well, why would you go to HR about that? She has simultaneously denied her involvement and called the guy who saved her job a snitch. Dude just sighed and went back to work after she said what she said. She looks frighteningly calm. I'll keep updating if anything else occurs, but all I can say is that everyone in the office, from the janitor to the founder, knows what she did. She now carries an invisible scarlet letter. (coughs) Unbeknownst to the guy and the woman, I just ordered three shrimp fried rice plates for lunch (laughs) and will be hand-delivering them. She took the fried rice for me with a big smile on her face. She's eating it and loving it. Oh, good. This is utter ruthlessness. I love shrimp fried rice. Quote, the thief. Wow. I wish I could close this up with a neat little bow, but it appears we may never know why she did it. Maybe she doesn't know she did it. Either way, I'm now forced to work 40 hours a week next to a cold-blooded individual. Okay. Then the weekend passes. This was like a Thursday or Friday. Monday morning update. I was the first one in the office. She was the second. Just her and I, sitting three feet away from each other in an empty room for over an hour. Every breath felt borrowed. She has not seen any of this. I think he's referring to the Twitter feed. Or she is thoroughly and convincingly pretending not to have seen it. Either way, I'm still alive. Thank you for reading. Wow. That's epic. It's totally epic. And I love the way it's written in like that, like reporting the news. Oh, yeah. Of. You can tell somebody with a literary background, background is doing this. It's totally doing it. So, so here's my question after hearing that funny story. Yeah. The employee victim says he didn't want HR to do anything about it. What should HR have done? Something about it. What would you have done? So this is kind of like in the criminal context there's this belief out there that if the victim quote doesn't press charges unquote the police can't investigate or prosecute a crime and that's just absolutely totally utterly wrong. false that is a myth that is an urban legend the police will in fact prosecute crimes even though the alleged victim won't press charges the problem is they often choose not to prosecute if the victim is uncooperative because they know they will take the opinion into account at some level. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And it depends on the severity of the crime it and does. the nature of the of of just how much paperwork they're going to yeah, have to do exactly. and all that kind of stuff. But like, so, if it's a serious crime, yeah, and the victim no, is like, not just going to be like, no, I don't want to press charges for attempted murder. The cops are like, yeah, whatever. Right. 
This is one of those yeah, whatever kind of situations. This is a crime against a coworker, sure, but against the workplace in general. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who's going to steal from one coworker, they're going to steal from another coworker, and they're being or disruptive, the and they're being a jackass, or from the company. And as an HR person, I would investigate that anyway. It's just like, you know, we get this all the time where somebody comes in and complains about harassment. Maybe it's some pretty serious stuff and then follows it up with, but I don't want to get them in trouble. Right. And we've got to deal with it anyway. We've Absolutely. got to get them into trouble. Absolutely. And they may become a reluctant witness, but unlike in the criminal context in the workplace, we can require that people cooperate in workplace investigations. We can, and we do, all the time. Here it's on video. It's on video. They know you she did it. You don't need this other guy's cooperation. Right. It's not like a he said, she said kind right. of situation. I'm not saying to go and fire her about it. Right. No, this isn't a terminable offense, but I'd at least go oh, ask her, go, like, it's certainly why not. are you taking Joe Bob's lunch out of the fridge and tossing it? Right. Oh, I didn't. Well, here's a video. Looks Wait, like you've got a video on the, on the fridge? We Yeah, we do. Um, Damn it. <laughs> I, I once had a case that was a little bit related to this. And it, it's the weirdest thing, at least I thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard of at the time. A manager at a company had what seemed to be an absolute compulsion that whenever anybody was eating something in the office, he had to go and take some of it. And it became a problem and people started complaining like, about he'd it. He'd literally go like take off their... Like food off their plate? Food off of their plate. If somebody was eating a sandwich and they had like half in their hand, he would go and take the other half and take a bite out of it and, and put, put it back. back and people complained about this and there was an investigation. And you know what they found? He didn't know he was doing it. He actually had a mental condition. What? That caused... And, and here's the thing. I thought this is like a complete like, this is BS. This is... Like, this guy's just making some stuff up because he got busted. No. There's actually a documented mental condition what? where people feel compelled to taste any food that's in front of them. And they don't realize they they're doing it? They might not even realize that they're doing it. Which must make it hell for those people to go to the grocery store. Yeah. But, but that's what was going on with this guy. So they had to figure out, like, how, how did we, that come about? Like, they go and they talk to them, to him, and he's like, did he, Oh, have did I he, been doing that? No, he knew he, he had knew he the had problem. The condition. Oh, but he I doesn't see. know the individual case. Like, oh, I took a bite out of Fred's burger. Oh, God, I didn't even know. It must be because I have this thing. That's bonkers. It, it, it made me wonder, like, does this person have, like, some similar thing about food in the refrigerator? Or is it just like, Goddamn shrimp again. It stinks up the whole fridge. I'm going to toss it. it. At first, I thought maybe it was a kosher for thing because, you know. Right, but then you say something. Yeah. And then you, you say something. And you're like, you know, just throw it away. Like, hey, I'm observing. I don't want shrimp in the fridge. Could you, you know? not do that next time? Put it in the other fridge on the other floor where the goyim keep their food. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> Super so weird. weird. Those are good stories, Mark. Thank you. Well, thank you. I think it's time for us to take a short break. Let's do that. We will be right back.
So, Mark, those were two great stories. Thank you. Loved them. I thought they were fun. Loved them. <laughs> the only trouble with them is that it ended up being kind of long. Yeah, it went long. It went a little long. Sorry, guys. But we know you loved them, too. Because of that, we're going to do one more segment. We're not going to end as we usually do with a listener story just in the you know, for the sake of brevity. But as a reminder to our listeners, we really do love the listener stories. We need them for this podcast. Your, you know, your fellow listeners need them because this is how we learn from one another. So please send us your stories. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to say what Dennis didn't say. We don't have very many. Yeah, we could use a few more. So we've we're got a few, low. but got we're, a few in the we're pipeline, actually really low right now. But so. it's like, you know, when you're filling, if you don't live in Oregon and you're pumping your own gas <laughs> and you're kind of jiggling the pump to get those last couple drops out because you're cheap and you don't want to like give it to the next guy. That's kind of where we are with stories. We got those last few drops in the little spigot, but, you know, we could use some more. So please send them our way. Stories at HWEpodcast.com. So, we'll end on this segment. It's a question for you, Mark. Can a dead guy sue you? The estate of a dead person can sue you. Ah. Is how well, I would typically look at that. And that's usually how it's looked at. There is a fight going on right now in California where the EEOC proceeded on a couple of claims that they took to litigation. And it was only after extensive litigation that the other side, the employer, found out the two EEOC complainants are dead. What? Really? I mean, I, that's weird. And the so, EEOC knew? They yes. knew their clients were dead. They I knew they presumably. were dead. They knew they were dead. What happened here, the EEOC brought a complaint in federal court, which they can do. They can sue people yeah. on behalf of employees. They brought a complaint saying that this food company had discriminatory hiring practices and failed to hire a couple guys because of their ethnic background. This went on over a year in litigation with the EEOC pursuing this. There was discovery. There was all this jazz. It finally got to the point where the company wanted to depose right. the deposition team. time. Turns out they were dead. <laughs> EEOC. Did they die after the litigation was filed? Uh, it's Before? a little unclear. I mean, I could see exactly when they I could see a circumstance it. where where they're alive and then they die. You know, now at some point the EEOC should still say something, but like at least then they're standing when they bring the suit. But according to the defendant here, the EEOC knew for months and months and months. That, yeah, no, I get that. that. They were, they I were get that. pushing up the daisies. Right. So if somebody dies during the pendency of the litigation, does then what happens? I've never seen like a rule of civil procedure that says when a party dies, you have to notify the other side. Right. Notify and what happens to the litigation itself? Does the case continue? Well, and or is it does the is as, the estate presumed to take it over? And that I think is the correct answer is that the estate of these employees could still have valid claims. They're going to be a little harder to prove because to the extent that you needed those claimants as witnesses, it's going to be a little tougher. But you can right. absolutely be sued by a dead guy. You should probably tell the other side that you're suing that, that your client's dead. Yeah. I actually was defending a lawsuit from a dead guy. 
Really? And yeah, it was a race and sex harassment lawsuit. It actually had some really heinous, ugly facts, but and it was a multi-plaintiff lawsuit. But in the pendency of the lawsuits, one of the plaintiffs unfortunately died. And because of that, it was really hard for that plaintiff to prove his case right because it was kind of one-on-one type harassment there were no witnesses oh, so what to the, the code was not it was different acts right so his case actually did settle but so somebody with I, authority you know, to settle on behalf of the estate takes the that estate over. ended up settling his claim for a rather modest amount just because of how difficult it would be to prove Fair enough. So, yeah, you but, can be sued by dead but what the heck, EEOC? And gals and people of non-gender specific. Like, what the heck? But, yeah, you, you should say, I mean. You should probably let people know. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising to me that the news had not gotten back to the defendant in some other way also. like Well, and that was interesting, too, because it's a failure to hire case. As oh, opposed so to you a wouldn't be paying employee, him, right? Yeah, you wouldn't fair enough. know that like you some know guy that you threw yeah. in the round file, you know, a year and a half ago got hit by a bus. You, you wouldn't know that. That's fair. Which is the only way that it could kind of turn out that way. So that's nutty. I thought it was fascinating. But a good reminder that, yeah, you can be sued by dead people through their estate. And it happens, you know, all the oh, time yeah. in like wrongful death suits right. or... You know, stuff like that. But even in employment context, you can get sued by dead people. Yeah, property law happens a lot. Yeah. Trust in estates. So in lieu of a listener-submitted story, that's my story for the day. That's cool. Um, so on that note, we'll wrap it up. As usual, we're, we'll remind people to look for us on social media. We are at HWE Podcast if you're on the Twitters. Yeah. Uh, Hostile Work Environment Podcast. Just look for us on Facebook. Yep. Um, Send us your stories to stories at hwepodcast.com. Yes, please do. You can look at our awesome website at hwepodcast.com. Good one. Good one. Any, uh, anywhere else you should find us? Patreon. Patreon. And one of the reasons why we're able to bring this episode to you in such high quality audio, super definition, 4K <laughs> sound is through the or generos- just a, a baseline, or, yeah. minimal it, set of standards it for is, audio. It is it, perhaps audible today through the generosity of our Patreon supporters. We want to which, thank them very much. Yes, we have, we super duper. And if you it. don't, you know, keep supporting the podcast, we're going to go back to sounding like we're talking through a tin can and a string. Yeah, which is less good. Less, somewhat less good. So, uh, www.patreon.com slash HWE. Yep. And also, just a little preview, we are on the cusp. We of are. launching some more merch. Maybe next week we'll be able to come back and tell you all about it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to come in multiple colors. Yeah, it'll be t-shirts. T-shirts eligible for Amazon Prime. Very much so. Yes. And it, I, I have to say, in all humility, it's pretty pretty awesome designs. Yeah. Dennis has been sending them to me. Yeah. So if you hate them, you just, you know, let us know. Totally Dennis. Totally me. Well, again, it's been a pleasure, Mark. Always. Thank you to our listeners and all of you who support us in your various ways. We love you guys. So much. Talk to us on Twitter and Facebook. See you in a week. 
Bye. Bye. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. I, I'm friends with Merlin Olson, too. He comes over on occasion. <laughs>